Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, how are you doing, sir? We have a lot to get to, so we should really hurry it up. Okay, Mike, I got a theoretical question for you. Oh, God, I said hurry. I know, but theoretical, Mike. <laughs> okay, uh, if you that? had to buy a new computer, how much would you be willing to spend? <laughs> <laughs> You give, wouldn't give happen. me a budget, Mike. Give me a budget, and I will find one for you in that budget. Would you wouldn't happen to be trying to refer to the technical difficulties that I had with my computer, causing us to start recording about an hour late? Yes, yeah, there would be uh, one of many times. That's right. Uh huh. Yes. It's well. So you go ahead and throw down a number, Mike, and we'll find your machine. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Uh. We even tried. We even tried hooking it up to my work laptop, and I was just like, "No, the mic sound, the mic quality is terrible." Like, it's the same mic, the same mic setup. It was just plugged into a different jack with different sound card drivers, and it was like, "Nope, this sounds terrible." <laughs> I will not do that to you. Field. Yeah, that was that was the uh, the audio snobbiness in you coming through there, Mike. I I, it's I work it's really hard. Fine to me. You you sound no different at all right now. Uh, versus you, see. What I should do is I should make a small clip and then play it. The funny thing is, is if I make a clip from that recording of, of like on that laptop and then place it next to this in the audio, most people probably won't even notice. But me, I'll be wearing my headphones. I'll be like, listen, look, look at the peaks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you probably wouldn't even notice unless you are noticing right now, because this is me talking using the same microphone and a different computer. And it does sound weird, right? I think it does. Anyway, back to the show. But yes, Mike, you are you are right. It is a chock full, chock full episode this week. Oh man, they just opened the floodgates on news on into the universe on us in the last like only since Thursday too. So like Thursday through Monday was just a smorgasbord of information and like wow, like it, we we have so much to get through. Let's stop talking, talk about our kids, and, and get to it. That sounds good. Well, I've got two quick ones there, Mike. Ben is doing his ABCs now all the way through. He's finally figured out the LMNOP and because before you kind of taper off towards the end. So he, mm-hmm. he's got that down, which is very exciting. He can also count to 11. So the other day we were eating lunch and he had like, you know, pieces of cheese, little pieces, and he was started counting them. And I was like, oh, this is surprising. I didn't know you could count that high. It's like, so how many pieces of cheese do you have, Ben? He's like, eight <laughs> after counting to 11 <laughs> it's like oh i i don't think you've quite figured this out then yet but uh anyway it was pretty cute and then the other day when it was snowing mike it was just really cute because he kept warning me about how slippery it was outside daddy be careful it's slippery it's slippery and just non-stop for about five minutes while i was getting ready to work and so needless to say i did not slip out in the snow mike well, it's good. Well, he kept on you and, and made sure that everything was good. Yeah, exactly. But that's it. That's all I got. Just two quick little, quick little nothings today. So, well, it's funny that you you mention all this awesome stuff about how good Ben is doing with his his speech. William, we got a call from his social worker today requesting, you know, how's he doing for for his speech? And we feel like we have a lot more words than we we had the last time we talked to her. But she's like, start making me a list of two word sentences. He says. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, he says things like more, please, and uh, this, please, like bottle, please, things like that. And she's like, yeah, those don't count. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Because then that really cuts down the amount of sentences he says. So what so, would what would be like a sentence, like more juice kind of deal, I guess? 
Well, some yeah, something like that. Yeah, like the, the she says that him using please is kind of I, I don't want to say crutch. Crutch isn't the right word, but he he doesn't need to be like it, it's not counted. Well, it might as well be like you're saying um right? Yeah, it's it's a word, but it's not a word. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, it, it works, but it's not for our purposes. It doesn't work. We need him to be saying things like more juice or here doggy or something like that. Right, right, right. right. I got gotcha. you. So, so we have to make a list, and I believe our list of two-word sentences where we're not allowed to use please is up to four. Ooh, four. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that means that we're going to be going to back to speech therapy or, or what, but yeah, that, that kind of came up. But when it comes to, to words, there's a, a word that William is actually really familiar with right now, and he uses it quite a bit, and that word is no Oh, yes. Yeah. A delightful word, of course. Yes. We've entered the, 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 William, do you want a hug? No. Okay. <laughs> well, can mommy give you a kiss? No. Right. Well, do you, do you want to eat your dinner? No. Okay. Um, well, here's some water for you. No. Like, like that's, that's, <laughs> that's what life with William is like now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That no stage. No, I, yeah. I, I understand that one too. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it just delightful, Mike? No, it's no. Ah, there you go. Where he gets it from, Mike? That must be it. <laughs> like, because he's discovered how no works and and the use case scenario for it, and he's using it a lot. And right, I right. Am already over it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but that's kind of the really big things that have been going on with William. Like, just it's all related to his speech. He's still having a great time at daycare. We're all happy about that. The one thing that was actually very exciting was they had a pipe burst in the basement at daycare. So they had to bring in an excavator to open up the driveway. And all of the kids got to look at the excavator while it cleared everything up. And I think he was a little happier than than most of the other kids, unless those other kids were also watching Blippi because they knew all about what an excavator was. And (laughs) yeah. 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 There's just something about kids, eh? And like the big heavy machinery. That the, I think they just all love it. Like all the kids at Ben's daycare loves love them too. And I don't know. I guess maybe just because it's so large. Do you think it's a size thing or do you? Maybe. Or like the colors or I don't know. Because they're always very bright. That's true. They're always they're always yellow. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's all I got. So there we go. We we blasted through that very quick. Let's get to so much news. And and we're gonna break it down into categories of stuff we already talked about. And stuff that's new. So let's start things off with stuff we already talked about because a whole bunch of things that we've previously mentioned on the show have gotten a lot of big updates. And I mean, why not start with last show's update for HBO Max? So HBO Max, they did this big announcement that Warner Brothers, all of their first run movies are going to go live on HBO Max the same day as those movies were popping up in theaters and you and i were very like well this is stupid because this is not going to happen in canada well a lot of news has come in the last few days just from that so first of all wonder woman which was the first of these movies that went to hbo max before they announced the whole year slate was going that is actually going to be coming out in canada on the premium rental service, which is what we were talking about last week, where it's the rental is really, really expensive. So for $30 in Canada, you can you can rent yourself a copy of Wonder Woman 84 to watch when that comes out on Christmas. That's not it's not awful though. Is it $30 Canadian? $30 Canadian? It's $30 Canadian, okay. yeah. Okay. 
I guess it's because it's less. Uh, it's comparable to what I'd pay to take two tickets to see it at you know at the movie theater. I, I was gonna say because you go to like the the Silver City near near me, and it's I think thirteen bucks a ticket. Yeah. So that already sticks you at twenty five dollars or twenty six bucks plus tax. So there's your thirty dollars right there. Yeah, and your snacks will be cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Carrots and celery, because at home is 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 healthy. Right. Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we tell ourselves. No, no. Uh, it'll be it'll be uh, popcorn with an entire pound of butter melted on it. But, you know, either right. way. But it'll cost you a lot less to do. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I'll be really curious to see how many people would, would buy that, especially after the gap that we've had in movies. Because, I mean, we've talked about it in the past is Tiff and I often have like a little movie date night. And it's like, what new movie do you want to watch? Oh, there are no new movies. It's the same goddamn list we've been looking at since March you know, so we would probably pop on something like that. I'm assuming Tiff wants to see it. So maybe maybe we'll watch it, right? Well, if you decide to take the plunge, you'll have to let me know how it is. And then maybe I will take the plunge as well. Because it doesn't sound like when I told Laura, she, I was like, Wonder Woman's going to be coming to rental. She's like, oh, cool. And then I was like, it's going to be $30. And she was like, ha! <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if we end up watching that. But that's not all the news that's going on with the HBO Max stuff. If you recall... You and I also waxed poetic about what do you think Christopher Nolan would think? Like, because we said Tenet didn't come to this kind of a deal, and 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 I said something to the effect of like, I feel like Christopher Nolan is so against it because he's the auteur of the cinema, and and he would never do it. And we were we just kind of you know what 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 would Christopher Nolan think about this? Well, if we'd waited one day to record, we would have known what Christopher Nolan thought about this, and he thought it was a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yes, in, in classic Chris Nolan form. But he's not the only one who is very upset about all this stuff. Oh, definitely not. No. So I, I, I love the way. Before we get into that part, I want. I love what he said was. All of these movie stars and directors went to bed knowing that their film was in the hands of the greatest studio in the world. And then they woke up the next morning with their movie relegated to the worst streaming platform in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perhaps a little dramatic, uh, you know. I'll well, he's an auteur, right? Yeah, so. So that's true. Yes. But. Mm -hmm. but yeah, you were saying not everybody is happy with this either. No, not really. I know um, going back to Wonder Woman is we've discovered that a lot of actors and actresses, their pay for the movie is tied into the sort of the, the gross that the movie takes in. And obviously with this movie getting split between what is essentially, we'll call it a free service, even though you pay a subscription service to it, they're not going to get any box office income from that. And presumably movie theater take is going to be next to nothing. Right. So, you know, Gal Gadot is probably uh, was set to make, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And now she'll probably walk away with a very small percentage of that. Well, actually, that's the thing is Gal Gadot is going to be fine because that movie was not part of this deal for the entire year's slate of movies. Oh, OK. Apparently, Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins, the director, both got deals before oh, this was okay, announced. Okay. So now all of these celebrities who did not get deals are like, I want that Wonder Woman money, you know? <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. So people are furious because you got to think like there's some 
big movie stars who suddenly are left without their back-end promises that they normally make all their money on. No, exactly. I mean, I understand why they're upset. It's like, I don't know if they will come up with some sort of alternate deal. I suspect that they probably will. But it's probably not the A-listers who have to worry. It'd be like the B-list people, the supporting cast, right, who are going to get shafted in the long run. You know, like this could be their big breakout moment. And, oh, guess what? You're on HBO Max now, you know. Nobody watched yes. your movie. Straight to Blu-ray. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, sounds like uh, things are not happy in HBO Max land. But uh, lots of other stuff going on in, in the, the world of video games that we've also talked about. Now, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, you asked me how Spider-Man was in 60 frames a second. Yes. And I told you at that time that I haven't played in 60 frames a second mode because I wanted to play on pretty ray tracing mode. Mm-hmm. And and I said it was either one or the other because they both came with 4K. So it was 4K ray tracing or 4K 60 frames a second. Right. And I was like, why can't they just give me 1080p ray tracing 60 frames a second? Yeah, that was an exact thought that I had too. Like, why not just play around with the settings a little bit, right? Well, I guess somebody was paying attention. Because Spider-Man Miles Morales and Spider-Man Remastered both received updates that introduced a new mode that is 60 frames per second and ray tracing on in 1080p. Nice. So have you played it then? Not yet. So, oh, but the but it's new. Like okay. I just wanted to get that news out there. I'm still way dug deep into Kingdoms of Ambalor land. I did want to actually, I thought about quickly trying it just to be like, I did play it. It was nice. And then, you know, being done with it. Right, right. But I feel, I felt like if I, if I started playing it, then I just wasn't going to stop. And then that would be the end of me going back to Kings of Rompler again. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that is something that I, I will be trying out. And once that happens, I'll let you know. But it, yeah, the best of both worlds is happening. So. Yeah, that's perfect. I, I, I am sure you will love it and you will never go back. I, I'm certain. Well, we'll definitely see. Yeah. But that's not the only game getting improvements. We know about Halo. Halo got pushed back to get improvements on its images, <laughs> its <laughs> graphics. Yes, yes. We, we all remember that its initial release or I guess release trailer wasn't or not even trailer. I don't know. It was a gameplay, gameplay demo. Yeah. yeah. Was uh, lackluster. Let's just leave it like that. Lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, so the game was originally delayed until kind of like early this year. Now it's getting delayed until fall 2021. But they have promised, Mike, that the graphics will be substantially better and much more next gen. So I don't know if that means they're going to leave sort of the old Xbox One stuff in the dust and they're just going to focus on the S and the X. Or are they going to do kind of like Spider-Man has and here's the 1080p mode and here's the 4K mode and, and whatever. So we will have to wait and see. But it's almost kind of feels like this game will never come out. But who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, as as we'll find out later, that that can sometimes be a big deal if your game that feels like it's never coming out does come out, even when it's not ready, yeah. and and how that can really be a problem. But we'll get to that in a second. But speaking of Xbox, while we're still on that topic, we talked about the xCloud streaming service in, in the past and how it was not available on i i devices ios ios (laughs) iOS. apple devices yeah yeah well the tables have turned on that one as well yes so what they have decided to do is they decided to take the google stadia route and xcloud will be playable through the mobile browser on your mobile device so they don't need to go through the app store or anything like that which kind of skirts the ridiculous uh um barriers that apple was putting in 
in to, in order for them to play it. So I think it's good. I think it's, you know, if Stadia has done absolutely nothing, the fact that it's shown that you can play these games through the browser it has been a good thing for them. Yeah, definitely. And it's something that like, I know a lot of people were waiting for, like a mm-hmm. friend of mine, he's a, an Apple user, like he uses it for a lot of their, their accessible features. Right. And, and he was like, damn it. Does anyone know where I can buy a really cheap Android tablet so I can text <laughs> xCloud? So, yeah, exactly. So there you go. So xCloud will be available everywhere. Yay. So, yeah. xCloud for everyone. Even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think unless I'm incorrect, that was all of our big updates. That was all the updates. Yes. Yeah, so and now it's all fresh from the oven tasty news. Yes. And and why don't you pick the tastiest news? Because like, why not? You know, have, have some some choice in the matter. What would you like to hear first? I'm not going to pick the tastiest one, Mike. Mike, I'm going to pick the one that I know that I will talk about and you will just listen with a nice smile on your face. We're going to talk about the Apple AirPod Max headphones that have come out. We will not talk about them too long, though. Don't worry. (laughs) But they have finally come out after years of rumors and developments. Supposedly, these things have been in the works for about four years now. Mike, they can be yours. These are Apple's over-the-ear headphones for a mere $549 US, which translates to about $700 Canadian. So it does come with a charging case, which is probably the strangest looking charging case I have ever seen. This is the one that looks like a purse, right? It looks like a purse. It looks like a bra. It looks... Because these these headphones don't fold in any way. So it's kind of like envelops the the uh, headphones. But anyway, either way. So it does come with the case. It does do noise canceling. From my understanding, the noise canceling is very good. Based on my experience with the Apple I AirPods Pro, those do noise canceling exceptionally well. So with these being about six times the cost, you know, I would hope uh, they'll be just as good. They do have a lot of functionality lifted from the other AirPods. So, you know, if like you lift a headphone off your ear, the music that you're listening to will pause, you know, so presumably you're talking to somebody, something like that. Battery wise, you're looking at about 20 hours of playtime with all the features enabled. So the spatial sound, the, you know, noise suppression, that kind of thing. Surprisingly, no touch controls on this device. They use the same Apple Watch style digital crown and a singular button to do all the controlling. Presumably, they're going to sort of lean on Siri, the worst of all the assistants, other than maybe Bixby, to do a lot of the controls and that kind of thing. But ultimately, Mike, like they look nice. They're clearly high quality materials like the the actual cans are metal. They're not plastic like the headphones that you're wearing or that I'm wearing right now. But goddamn that price, because, you know, for $350 Canadian, you can get like the Sony XM4s, which are pretty much like the holy grail headphones right now in terms of quality and value and that kind of thing. So it's it's going to be a tough sell. I mean, really, the only thing I see that they have going for them is sort of if you're in the Apple environment, they have all the fun features that the AirPods already have. So, you know, if you move from your phone to your tablet to your computer, the the, the headphones will just connect to each device that you're currently using. But for a, a 2X premium, I'm not sure personally if it's worth it. So we'll see if maybe there's some audio files out there who say, yeah, these are distinctly better, but ultimately they're still Bluetooth headphones. They're still going to be compression. They're still going to deal with those kind of problems. One thing that I did note about it that I thought was very odd was why are they still called pods? Because they're not pods anymore. They're they're big cans. Like <laughs> That is true. I actually have an answer for this. 
believe it or not, Mike. So everything, it's it's all Apple's branding, okay? So everything that's wireless in Apple's lineup is an Air device. And everything music is a Pod device. So it's wireless, so Air, and then it's music, so it's Pod, and then Max because it's big. You know, I guess that's okay. About it. Okay, that that's the only explanation i've heard so i guess that makes sense yeah yeah i I don't love the name either but you know i guess it does kind of make sense it's it's part of their airpod lineup right so what is this now this means that beats is their budget headphone line (laughs) because (laughs) it's so much cheaper to have beats headphones because beats owns app or apple owns beats right yeah so yeah, that's that's hilarious because when I think of Beats, I definitely don't think of budget price. But compared to that Max, I was gonna say like, what's a new set of Beats headphones? They're like three hundred bucks, aren't they? In Canada, it's like three hundred twenty nine for like a new pair of Beats. Like it's right, but they're fairly good quality. I mean, I guess I can see where they fit mm. into the lineup. Mm, are okay. they good quality though? They're, they're okay, <laughs> right? Fair. Fair. I've, I've, I've got uh, as a person who has two pairs of Beats headphones. My first pair that I won the like I mean, and this isn't a big deal, but all of the 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 cuff like stuff on the 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 ear cuffs like the puffs, right, you know, right. like the, it all flaked right off like immediately, and the inner frame broke from regular headphone use oh okay i was gonna say audio quality was what i was thinking of no the audio the audio quality i'll give them this the audio quality has been fine in both pairs of headphones but the construction of both pairs of headphones (laughs) like so the first pair i won and the second pair was given to me by for free by someone who didn't want it's a used pair that they didn't want theirs anymore and both of them have broken so easily from just regular use. Right. It's crazy. Like the both of them I had to replace the headband on because you they break from you putting them over your ears. Like the simple act of uncupping them from your ears and lifting breaks the headband. <laughs> so right. so not a rave review from Mike Lightman. No, that's for sure. I, I'm I'm happy that I have spent zero dollars on Beats headphones for zero dollar headphones. They're fantastic. Yes, okay. But for $300 headphones? Well, that that's great. That's good review, Mike. That's very succinct and yeah. to the point. That's nice. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't possibly recommend these things to any sort of typical user. Maybe to like an Apple obsessed person or something like that. But, Mike, I'm not going to say buy these for Laura or anything like that because the price is just ridiculous. So Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But anyway, yeah, it's okay. One item checked off the list, Mike. One item down. So yeah. let's get through. Shall we go from what could be a blunder in pricing to a blunder in video game? Yes, I think so. I think we got to save the big boy for last. So let's well, do I mean, let's, we have a couple big boys well, that this we could hit. But, but there's like the big boy, you know. I like, get yeah, you. Yeah. I get you. In, in volume and number, there's yes. that, that is a big boy <laughs> one. But... Cyberpunk came out last week, last Thursday. It finally released after a eight year period of development. Yes. It was announced back in 2012. And I, I was funny because I, I said to somebody recently, I was my most hyped for that game after that very first trailer. And then I completely lost the plot on it. Like after that first trailer, which right. is just like 
a lady with spider blade arms coming out of her arms, getting shot at by a bunch of security guards. And I'm like, wow, this looks awesome. I'm in. And then I stopped caring about it from that point on because so much time <laughs> passed between that trailer and when they actually finally had news about it. Right, right. That I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot this was coming out. And I don't know what it was about it, but the game never really, like, it never got back into my good graces. It was nothing I was ever excited for. And I remember, like, people being like, man, it's going to just going to you won't believe it. Like people would see it at E3 and these E3 demos that were like 45 minutes long and, and things like that. And it just never really got my attention again, just never grabbed my attention again. And as it got closer and closer to launch, people are like frothing at the mouth for this game. Like it keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. Like it was supposed to come out like what March originally. And then they pushed it to April and then September and then December. No, no, no. Then no, then November, then December. So they pushed it. Like it's, it's just been delayed over and over and over again. Yes. So it finally comes out. And depending on who you talked to, it was a phenomenal masterpiece. Not everybody held the same opinion. And uh, oh, it's, it's been <laughs> a bit of a mess since. It is. It's, it's been a roller coaster. That's for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's put up a bit of context about these amazing reviews that the game has received because it's received quite a lot of nines and tens like very good reviews the embargo for the reviewers required that they play it on pc and not on console yep they had to not show any original footage in their reviews, the reviews had to be entirely comprised of footage that has been shown in trailers for the game, mm-hmm. which is a little suspect. And they also, they weren't supposed to show like any, or they weren't given access to the console versions of the games until after the game launched. Right. So it turns out that the console versions of the game, not so great. <laughs> yes yes my understanding is was a bit of a shit show this game obviously came out for xbox one as well as the s and the x and it came out for ps4 and the ps5 and then obviously for pc and essentially what people are saying is that this game is unplayable on last gen's consoles so that's the ps4 and the xbox one and i have seen screenshots mike this game looks like it's straight out of like the ps1 ps2 library on these on the older consoles it's crazy yeah like textures aren't loading uh, models aren't fully loading glitches bugs everywhere yes ign re-reviewed the game on ps4 and xbox one and said don't buy it they gave it a four out of ten for that version they said the pc version is still a nine out of ten but they feel bad for anybody who has to play it on the original hardware that it was like it's 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 crazy. Like people are saying, like there is no reason that they should have released this game on previous gen hardware. But the reason that they did was because they promised they would. Right. Yes. And they really shouldn't have promised that. They should have at some point looked at it and cut their losses and just moved it to next gen. Yeah. Said it was next gen only. Yeah. They've actually come out and said that they apologized to all like the PS4 and, and Xbox One users and, you know, hope that you kind of bear with them while they release patches and stuff to make it more playable on the system. But they are offering full refunds for the game, which is 
I, I don't know. Is that unprecedented on a console system? I, I, I personally have not heard of anything, but I don't live the console life. Yeah. I've never heard of the developer either offering a refund or telling people to take advantage of their refunds. Yeah. You know, like there's games that have been released in broken states, but like nothing this bad that I can remember. Nothing this high profile. No, that's right. And I mean, and bugs are expected, I would say nowadays, unfortunately, you know, with the advantage of the Internet is you can release a slightly buggy game and release a day zero patch and, and whatever. And CD Projekt Red especially is quite known for releasing buggy games right out of the gate. I mean, you're, you played The Witcher and stuff, didn't you, Mike? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, The Witcher out of the gate was buggy as hell, too. And then it became very playable a couple months in. So that aspect of it does not shock me. But the unplayableness is, I mean, unacceptable, like you, like you alluded to. So Yeah. And also something that's pretty like... How did you let this one sneak by Mm -hmm. is the reviewer, but not even a reviewer, just somebody who worked at a game magazine, like a gaming journalist who put out a warning to people who are susceptible to epileptic episodes, photo, like, you know, lights, photo sensitivity, things like that. Yeah. That, hey, this game gave me a pretty bad seizure. Yeah. I I guess there's literally a moment in the game where... the, your character receives a um, oh crap what's the, what's the it's like a test it's like a seizure test or something like that and it's it's real it's like the same one you'd get in real life and of course it it triggers some of these people to get seizures in real life and there is a warning but it's buried in the terms of service which of course no one on the planet will ever read they have come out and and added in a little preamble now when you launch the game that there are, you know, photo sensitive moments or whatever they call it. But, uh, you know, that's in my opinion, it's still not great enough. You know, like what are they going to say? Oh, close your eyes for the next 15 seconds and you'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's so funny because they, they said that they are going to fix this. Yes. And the thing is, is it's not like it was something you could skip. Like, it's not like, oh, it's this one thing that's over here that you don't really have to do. Like, you cannot advance the plot of the game. Yeah, without doing a storyline thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so the the journalist who, who wrote this up said, you know, the, the, this is the thing. It's here's slight spoilers for how it works. But this is this is what they did. Did nobody look at that? Especially in this day and age, you'd be like, that could cause problems, you know? <laughs> like, no, exactly. I mean, and this has become, this is a very well-known video game problem, you know, is, is that it can cause epileptic seizures and everything like that. And like the new Doom has warnings right off the bat that there's moments that can cause this. And like Assassin's Creed games have had warnings in front of them for years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is not a fresh thing. So, I mean, I understand that some things sort of, you know, slide under the rug, but my God, <laughs> this is a, this is a big one. The one thing that, that you said that I, that made me laugh is, is you said about how the terms of use it's in the terms of use and yeah. you're like, nobody reads that. Somebody did read the terms of use okay yeah apparently it is incredibly cringy their terms of use oh like how so they're written like someone in the game is describing like hey man here's all the legal crap that you don't want to read oh no we gotta say it anyway like that's how it's written 
Right, right. And all of that information. Yeah. Yeah. But like the information is in there and then somebody comes on and they're like, basically all that bullshit. What it means is blah, blah, blah. Like it's apparently like (laughs) like just very cringy. Well, now, mind you, we've been barfing on all kinds of bad news. This game has been, like you said, on PC, very well received. And I believe it became Steam's most downloaded game ever, I want to say. It actually brought down like the Steam delivery services, which in all the years that I've been playing games, I've never seen before because the demand was so high for it. And I I suspect console was probably, you know, just as big as sales and that kind of thing, too. But uh, I I, they saw I saw a note that said that it made its entire development budget back in the first day. Yeah. Which is insane. That's that's absolutely wild. Now, I know you're not super interested in the game, but like I'm interested, but I probably will wait, you know, a few months and pick it up <laughs> when it's when it's fixed and finished down the road. Right. Yeah. Laura said that she had an interest in it, but between the photosensitive thing and a few other things, she's like, nope, I'm just done. I can better spend my time elsewhere. Right. Right. And, I, you know, something that also has really turned me off in regards to 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 that game is kind of the dialogue surrounding it and i don't mean like the dialogue in the game i mean people talking about the game and how it's being received and i can't recall a game that has been so toxic in the way that people are talking about it in a long time like how so the reviewer that gave it a seven out of ten was ripped apart online for for doing so right Se- a seven out of ten she said that it didn't have enough to do like there wasn't for something that was supposed to be this game changing rpg there's not a lot that you can actually do in the game in comparison like she says that you could go into you can go into casinos but you can't play any of the games in the casinos which is like you know red dead redemption in 2011 you could go into a casino and play GTA any game, right? five is like that too yeah yeah and like I actually saw a a comparison chart that somebody pulled up that was like, here's stuff that you can do in Red Dead Redemption 2 that you can't do in Cyberpunk. And it was simple things like shoot a hat off of a person. Right. The, the NPCs don't react to you in, in in a particular way. Like in Red Dead, you could like ride your horse into people and the people would be like, oh my God, stay away. Why'd you hit me with your horse and run away? And apparently you can like hit people with your car and they'll get up and just walk away in cyberpunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. I understand. So like I've actually seen people go back and be like, you know what? After, after the game's been out almost a week at this point, they've been like, was that lady right? You know, like, right. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too. It was also a woman reviewer. So like people were shitting on her left and right. The, the reporter who also brought up the epilepsy thing, people sent her videos to cause epilepsy attacks. Oh, nice. Because of she said, she dared to say something terrible about cyberpunk. <laughs> I mean, that's the, uh, that's the beauty of the internet for you right now. I mean, this is not just stuck on video games. Like this happens to movie reviewers and everything now. It's yeah. crazy. It's just absolutely insane absolutely insane but yeah well well you know what mike this kind of leads into the one topic that we didn't actually write down here was uh you wanted to talk about the xbox ps5 and nintendo switch online 
safety pact. That's right. Actually, yeah, it was announced today. Another bit of news that came out today was that Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo have all decided that they're going to pool their efforts and kind of help police the internet when it comes to their their consoles and and how how to manage the populations of their user base. So basically, they're they're coming up with and it's going to be a shared set of guidelines between the three companies that it's basically like this is how users should be presenting themselves kind of a thing. Like this is the kind of stuff that won't be tolerated. And they're, they're going to come up with the same ways to report, you know, bad behavior and, and things like that, which is so funny because I've seen a, a, a small group of users who are like, well, wh- where does it end? Like what, how, how can they let us there do this to us kind of a thing. And I all I can think of is the people who are talking like that are the people we need this thing for. No, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I uh, I have my reservations. I, I read the documents and or well, I guess whatever the PR release. And it's like, yeah, this sounds great. But there's nothing like material in terms of like, this is the first thing we're going to do. Initiate some sort of reporting system. And the second it'll be like a three strikes kind of deal. Like they haven't come out and said anything like that. I'm hopeful that it's coming because, I mean, I've been playing online multiplayer games for a long time now and man it is a toxic hellhole out there sometimes and it would be real nice you know for ben and william and other kids who are not yet in that environment to not have to deal with some of the crap that you and i maybe grew up with and that kind of stuff right like or even still continually experience even games like rocket league like the number of like N-bombs and, and shit that are dropped constantly. It, it's stunning, right? It's a kid's game, you know? No, I mean, it's not even... It's not specifically a kid's game, but it's so, it's so friendly enough that it could be. Well, no, it's not, but it, it's it's soccer. It's car soccer, you know? That's what it is. And yeah, you know, I, I get it. It's competitive, but come on, people. But anyway, I'm, I'm hopeful that it does lead to something, something meaningful, because yeah, we're, it's long overdue. The days of the Wild Wild West... Uh, I always say Wild Wild West. I must really love that Will Smith movie, Mike. (laughs) The days of the Wild West internet uh, gaming, I think, need to come to an end to a certain extent. So Yeah, but the fact that that all three of the big console manufacturers have gotten together to to team up on this is actually insane. Like, there's... We're starting to see those walls erode between those companies. Like, like with the cross play going on and then somewhat with there's a little bit of cross progression but now that they're actually teaming up to you know do something about something you know it's not just like oh they can play together well now it's about you know policing those workplace those workspaces those play places to make sure that it's safe for everyone involved no exactly exactly Gaming is is a it's a great hobby and and what better way to celebrate gaming when than to have a game award ceremony and that was last Thursday and man that was a really long award show <laughs> I watched exactly zero minutes of it Mike so uh, go right on ahead this is your Apple moment here <laughs> okay well it's funny because there's like the way I, I thought about it because I was like do I watch it because like one I hate award shows I yeah, hate so award do I. shows so do I. I can read a list of who won everything later when it's all compiled and be happy about it. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's fine. The main reason I wanted to watch it live, and I'm sure it's the main reason a lot of people watch it live is for the, the game reveals. Cause there's a lot of games that get announced at, at the game awards. Right. And as much as I was like, Oh, but 
I could just watch all the trailers when they're all posted on Reddit, like an hour after the show is over, right? That moment of the surprise is what really made me want to watch it live. So, so I pulled it up on my laptop and I let it run while I played Kingdoms of Amalur and just kind of went through. And really, I don't really want to talk about the awards. When it came to the games this year that came out, I didn't play a lot of them. So I didn't really have a lot of, you know, ponies in the race. And the big winner this year was The Last of Us, The Last of Us Part 2. It won something like seven out of the 11 awards it was nominated for. Right, which is not shocking. And I mean, a lot of people, to go back to the this, the discourse, were very d- displeased. I mean, I'm sure you've heard a lot about how a lot of people were very unhappy with The Last of Us. So it's it's the, not the first time I've seen the word rigged thrown around in a long time, <laughs> like in recent times. So it's currently right. funny to be like, they rigged the game awards. Like, wow, yeah, yeah, that's the thing that were rigged. This was probably headed by Nikolai, who still believes the Death Stranding should be game of the year, you know, but. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but. but but to me, out of the games from this year that I did play, Last of Us was my game of the year. I mean, I might feel differently had I, you know, had Laura not started playing Ghosts before I did, because I haven't, I still haven't touched Ghosts, and I probably won't touch Ghost of Tsushima until next year at this rate. I mean, we're already halfway through December, and things are going, you know, things are going on. I, I don't have time to play Ghosts right now, and especially I won't play until Laura is done, right? Because that would be very rude of me to just take her game and and, and start playing, but. I might feel differently had I played that game, but of the games from this year that I did play, especially in games that were, you know, nominated for game of the year, the only other big game was Doom Eternal. And I didn't like Doom Eternal that much. Like I did, but it wasn't what I wanted. So to me, that wasn't game of the year material. It was like, oh, this is a good game that I lost interest in, you know? Right. And it was really like, oh, yep, it's Last of Us because it really couldn't be anything else. So I was pretty happy to see Last of Us win. What I will say, though, is that they did a really cool thing where they they do their announcements. They did it with, funnily enough, Christopher Nolan. Oh, nice. Was the one who announced who won best game or sorry, game of the year, not best game. But they did a montage of music over the footage of from the games that it was done by the London Symphony Orchestra. Okay. And it was great. Like it was really you wouldn't think that the Doom Eternal soundtrack would sound really good being performed by a Philharmonic Orchestra, but it was actually really cool. So that was a really cool moment that I wanted to to point out that was in the show. But yeah, it was it was The Last of Us that won Game of the Year, and and I thought it was well deserved from what, from what I played. So there you go. That's the awards. I mean, like there weren't anything that I saw that was like what a shocker. Well, actually, no. The the one thing that did shock me was that. <laughs> I know. I said nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the games. <laughs> but here they are. Here they are. Among Us, despite the fact that it came out two years ago, won two game awards this year. Oh, like most popular streaming game probably or it something? Won, it won best multiplayer and best mobile. Okay. All right. But again, those that game came out two years ago. So I don't know. Whatever. Who am I to argue with Jeff Keighley? But, yes, exactly. But that's it. That's all I'm going to say about the awards. Now let's get to the reveals because there was a bunch of cool ones that were, I mean, depending on who you are, they were really cool, but there were ones that I cared more about. So just, I'm going to name off a couple that were revealed that were interesting, but you know, not mind blowing. Sephiroth in Smash Brothers is actually really cool. Very odd still that, you know, two 
characters from a game that was not on a Nintendo platform until this year have been headliners for Smash Brothers, Cloud and Sephiroth. Right. Because that, that Final Fantasy VII was only ever on a Nintendo platform this year when it came to Switch. So I thought that was really funny that it was like, what? Cloud? And at the time Cloud was added to Smash Brothers, he wasn't even on, like there was no game where he was on, on a Nintendo system. So it was very like, what the hell? But Sephiroth being added, Master Chief has been added to Fortnite, which I've been reading up on all of the people who are like, this is really weird because Master Chief isn't just available on an Xbox. He's available to everybody. So you can play as Master Chief on Fortnite on PlayStation and Nintendo. Right, right. Which is what? That's very odd. <laughs> it's like an olive branch, right? Well, at the same time, you can also play as Kratos from God of War on Xbox or on, on Switch. So it's very like, this is really weird that like these mascot characters are playable on other companies machines because normally in a game like that they would do it like oh this is the exclusive character that you can only get on this platform no everybody can have kratos and everybody can have master chief and there was rumors that there was going to be a nintendo character but that didn't happen back for blood was revealed back for yeah. well, not, not revealed but it was their their big debut trailer this is the first time they showed gameplay or what the game looked like and this was a left for dead it's a company it's the developer that made Left 4 Dead, but they can't use the name Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead because Valve owns that name. But they basically made Left 4 Dead with a new name with Warner Brothers Interactive. Yes, uh, this is the one game that I am very heavily interested in. I, I loved Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. Um, and just watching the trailer. Yeah, it is. It's Left 4 Dead 3 guys like <laughs> there's no doubt about it it's the same set of four people it's the same kind of quippiness the same gameplay but it looks awesome like it's a game that i always go back to year after year like i still play with my brother and and with natalie and you know we have a good time one night you know once or twice a year and it's it's tons of fun so i'm really hoping to pick this up and have a good time and i think it's cross play i know it exists on all the consoles and all the platforms so Maybe, Mike, you could pick it up, too. We could have some fun. Maybe. Or what we could pick up is Evil Dead the Game, which when I first saw the trailer for Evil Dead the Game, I was like, oh, really? Please tell me more about Evil. Oh, no, it's a, it's a multiplayer co-op shooter? Okay. Now I'm less interested. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. yeah. What do you got against multiplayer, Mike? It's... Uh... I need a game like I it's not that I'm super against multiplayer. I just need the right game. I mean, I played how many hours of Overwatch with you and Laura and a bunch of our other friends like we had like a, we had a nightly Overwatch game with at least six of us playing. Like That's every true. Night. Yeah. Yeah. For a, and that was for a long time. That That's was right. I choked. Sweet. I choked down the console version of Overwatch just to play with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll. So I'm not entirely against, I just need a game that I would enjoy and, you know, a group of people to play with. Because there's games that have been announced that I'm like, I'm interested in that. But I feel like if it's just me and Laura, then the interest is going to wane pretty fast because Laura still plays Overwatch all the time. Right. But like not too many other games she hops on and stays on for a long time. So like I was interested in playing Predator Hunting Ground, which was a PS4 game that came out i think it was last year and no no it was actually earlier this year yeah it's just been the longest year in the universe but i didn't know anyone else who was playing it and i and i'm like I f laura's not as big a predator fan as me i feel like it doesn't matter how fun the game is like without more people playing it 
it's just going to be like, oh yeah, you spent X amount of dollars on this game that you played for five oh, days. I, I totally understand. Like I, I see games come out like that'd be a great time if I was 18 years old and still had dozens of friends who played games online. Right. And, and now it's like, no, you know what? I can play with my buddies who all have kids and, you know, maybe we can get together once every three weeks and play some games, you know, if they happen to buy the same one. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough at our advanced years. Mike. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So well, that's why I was so excited when I saw some of the the single player games that were announced and or brought up at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. So first one I want to bring up is a game called the Calypso Project. No, Project? I knew I'd screw this up. It's like the Calypso Protocols. It's the Calypso Protocols is what okay. it's called. Now, what it originally caught my attention was I looked at it and I'm like, this looks like Dead Space. Oh, it's not Dead Space. That's a mm-hmm. shame because I really love Dead Space. And then Jeff Keeley came out and was like, here to talk about his new game, The Calypso Protocols, is the creator of Dead Space. And I was like, what? And he basically <laughs> was like, yeah, it's Dead Space. <laughs> like He's moved on to a different company and EA isn't making any more Dead Space games. So he was like, whatever, I'll just make... Basically, he's making a spiritual successor to Dead Space. Right, and okay. I'm 100% on board. The only thing that's really weird about it is it's technically part of the PUBG universe. Oh, okay. Yeah. How does that yeah. fit in? Yeah. So uh, apparently the company that owns his his new studio is the company that owns PUBG. And, and all of the games being produced are part of the quote unquote PUBG universe. So despite the fact that it takes place in space in the future, it's still part of the PUBG world. I... <laughs> <laughs> is it going to randomly have a huge battle royale with monsters in it? I don't know. Uh, we can only hope, yeah. But they said it's going to be single player survival horror and they said that their goal is to make the scariest game ever. So, I don't know if that will end up playing it, but they had me at Dead Space spiritual successor. So, <laughs> all right. So we'll see. We'll give it a shot. Also announced was they had a trailer for Dragon Age and I was a big fan of Dragon Age Inquisition. And this is a direct sequel to that. So I'm very excited to see where that goes. No gameplay, no date, not even a real name. They just called it Dragon Age. And I'm going to assume based on the naming scheme of the remaining games in the series that it's not going to be called Dragon Age when it comes out. Because if we had Dragon Age Origins, which was the first one, right. and then Dragon Age 2, which apparently the only reason it was called 2 was because EA's like, it won't sell unless it has a number. And I don't know. All right, I, sure. I, yeah, some marketer uh, was really working hard on that one. Basically, I was reading there's a book about where they talk about the development of the third game in the series and they basically said that they didn't want to call it that and they were forced to by by higher-ups like uh at at the actual publisher not at at BioWare. Um and then the third game which was the first game in the series that I played was Dragon Age Inquisition and I loved that game and this is a sequel to that. So right. I'm excited to see what more Dragon Age comes. And then, for the most part, the reveals kept happening, and I'm like, this is interesting, but I'm not excited about any of these things. Right. And then the, and then the last, right before they did Game of the Year, they're like, we got one more reveal trail for you. And it started showing space, and I was like, oh, this is going to be that uh, Bethesda Starfield game. Mm-hmm. And I just tuned right out. I stopped paying attention to it. And it kind of is like this trailer of space and like voices talking over it, and it's like... It's up, you know, Apollo on the moon, like just uh, like audio about people talking about space. Right. And then it got 
like, we're being attacked. And I'm like, yeah, of course you're being attacked. Aliens always attack you. And then a specific sound effect played. And it was the sound of a Reaper shooting its laser cannon. And mm-hmm. it suddenly, I, I'm not even kidding. I sat forward and stared because I'm sitting on the couch and there's a laptop sitting on the couch next to me while I'm playing my game. Right. And after the Reaper noise went off, it was just like, like, let's just, just like right forward as close as I could get to the screen. With right. Right. What's happening here? And sure enough, the trailer just kept going and a, a hooded figure reaches into the snow and pulls out a piece of debris and wipes the snow off an N7 logo. Chris, it was a trailer for a new Mass Effect game. I, I, I got that sense, Mike. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You must be so excited. God. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm wearing my N7 sweater right Yeah, now. I was going to say, you are a huge Mass Effect. We have talked about it at length on this show. Uh, yes. So I'm very excited. Like, I knew, like, they mentioned on N7 Day that there was going to be another Mass Effect game, but I was not expecting to see news for it. At, at this juncture, you know, mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be way down the line, but yeah, like there's a whole lot of teasing going on in that a minute and a half trailer. So things that I didn't catch my first time because I wasn't paying attention and then things that I I, I re- read about later is the hooded figure who, who wipes off the N7 symbol. The N7 symbol itself is part of Shepard's helmet. Based off of how it looks, people have figured out that, oh, this is part of Shepard's helmet. The hooded figure is Liara, who, depending on how you played Mass Effect 3, could be your love interest. Right. She was mine. So, to me, that was an extra lit of like, holy shit moment, because it was a character who, in my playthrough, was very important. And she climbs up this mountain in the snow, didn't catch it on the first run through, but I caught it later. When someone else pointed it out, she's not climbing a snow-covered mountain. She's climbing a snow-covered dead reaper. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else pointed out that at the very beginning of the trailer, there's a shot of two galaxies. And one of them, if you know your space, is the Andromeda Galaxy, which the last game series took place in. The last spinoff, when they decided to continue the franchise, they called it Mass Effect Andromeda. And they went off into Andromeda to, to do things. And one of the lines of dialogue that is that is spoken in the as like the the audio clips is referring to Arc Six. Arc Six not showing up in Mass Effect Andromeda was a huge plot point. So somebody pointed out on Twitter to the director of the game or one of the creatives of the game, hey, I noticed that this is a shot of our galaxy and Andromeda, and he responded with intentional. Oh, damn. So it might be somehow a sequel to both Mass Effect Andromeda and the main Mass Effect trilogy that came out. So I'm pretty excited. I gotta say. (laughs) Was there a release date, Mike? Oh, God, no. That game's probably not coming out for like three years. It's going to follow the cyberpunk model. You'll you'll be it uh, when you're 44. You'll get it out. Except the difference is, is I won't be, I will care the next oh, time okay, a trailer okay. shows up. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Yeah. I will, I will say it was a bit of a, uh, a cop out when, when the title showed up and it was Mass Effect and then will continue faded in underneath. And it was kind of uh. like, 
well, I knew that. <laughs> like you just could have left it and said Mass Effect. <laughs> like you already told us that there was going to be more Mass Effect coming. But either way, it was still it was still pretty awesome. And like really, I just could have turned the Game Awards off there and been really happy with my evening. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, that, that's good, Mike. Yeah, but the funny thing was, is a lot of a lot of the wind got taken out of the Game Awards uh, sales because it happened to be running up against something else that was going on that day. And that was the Disney investor call, which was like, what? How does that work? But once you know what they were talking about on the Disney investor call, you can see why it might have overshadowed just a little bit of what was going on in the Game Awards. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the big boy that we were yeah. talking about earlier uh-huh. in the show. Holy hell, Mike. They announced 52 new limited run series, movies coming up. And my God, Mike, they uh, they're going to release a lot of Star Wars stuff. They are going to release a lot of Star, of Star Wars stuff, stuff and a lot of Marvel stuff. Yeah. And somebody apparently was like, hey, did you hear Cobra Kai is successful? Shit. Let's do that with our our big list of giant properties that we have. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't even know where to start. You want to start Star Wars, Mike? That's the one I that's what I love. Star All right. Wars. Yeah, Let's yeah. go with Star Wars. They start. have eight, eight, not not two, eight uh, yes. different uh, Star Wars programs coming out. They have one movie, which is probably the thing I'm the most excited for, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which is slated for like quarter four, 2023. So it's oh, still, yeah, so coming, not too far. still coming a while away. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be all like starfighters and stuff. I, I was hoping it's like Top Gun in space, you know? Something like that. Yeah, I'd be but, down for that. But they got all kinds of different ones, and they're all um, like a lot of new properties and stuff. There's one that sounds pretty cool. It's called Andor, and it kind of follows the same cast and crew from Rogue One, the Rogue yeah. One series of movies. So it's kind of like a spy thriller sort of style. They've got some cartoon animated ones. Uh, what's her, what's her name? Ahsoka? Ahsoka? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, well, Ahsoka is actually a spinoff of The Mandalorian. Ahsoka Tano, played by Rosario Dawson, appeared in not the last, but the episode before. Yes, no, the episode, two episodes before. It's the episode prior, and then she is from the Clone Wars animated series. So that's, that's right. kind of continuing on. They got The Bad Batch. They've got the long-awaited Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries in which... Crap, Mike, the name Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen. Is, is making his triumphant return. Uh, as Darth with, Vader. Yeah. As, as Darth Vader, along with Ewan McGregor returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Rangers of the New Republic. Christ, I don't know what that one's about. That's and, a that's another spinoff of, of uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, and then Visions is the last one. I don't know. I could look that up real quick, I guess. But. Visions, I think, is, is a kind of an anthology th- series. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, it's all like each episode is a different story from the Star Wars universe. Okay. All right. So either way, if you are a Star Wars fan, then the next couple of years is going to be real good for you. That's yeah. for sure. Lots to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah. You you want to you want more Star Wars stuff? You want to talk about Mike? Well, you no. I, I just meant you'll have a lot to talk about. Oh Christ! Yeah. Yeah. We got podcast topics now for the next four years. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Marvel stuff, Mike. Marvel stuff. This is your this is your thing. Yeah, no, no shortage of Marvel stuff either. Like, we got a trailer for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. Which was pretty cool to see. Coming out in March. Yep. 
we got a trailer for Loki, the Loki series, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Laura was very happy to, to see that uh, her favorite boy, Tom, is back. Teased in the trailer, possibly a return of Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of the movie characters, oh, sorry, not movie characters, like actors are coming back. Mm-hmm, for the, these shows. Yeah. There's, there's the what if animated show where it's all like, what if... The fact that they're making a what if show is so entertaining to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the what if brand when it comes to Marvel stuff. Yeah. Well, I know it because you have explained it to us on the show before. <laughs> okay. Well, like, it's so funny because what I have, a, I don't have a ton of what if comics, but I, I always enjoyed them because it was always like, what if, you know, uh, Spider-Man never gave up the Venom symbiote. You know, and, yeah. and went off the deep end. And so it's it's all stories like that. And they're so interesting just to kind of see what people would come up with. Like there's there's literally a story where uh the Hulk kills Wolverine mm-hmm. and and all the fallout from that, like because Wolverine ended up like they picked a story where Hulk and Wolverine fought, and then when the story ended, they they were like, Okay, well, we'll team up and fight the bad guy. And then they beat the bad guy. But what ends up happening instead is Wolverine dies, the Hulk leaves, the bad guy wins, and then the X-Men hunt like the Hulk across the country and stuff like in revenge for Wolverine. Right. Very popular spin-off comic Spider-Girl started as a what if comic because there was a a story where Spider-Man had a daughter and she died. Like uh, Mary Jane miscarried and this story was what happens if she hadn't and it, so Spider-Man has a daughter and she inherits spider powers and that became a very popular spinoff of of what if where like I, I actually have it and the, the worst part is is I bought it from a supermarket and my copies all like torn up and it's probably the most like the only Marvel comic that I own that's worth a lot of money. But, okay. But it won't be worth very much because my copy is wrecked. Right. Okay. I got so, you. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What if it's just all these, but it's all stuff that's based on the movies and stuff. So, like, I think one of the ones that they showed was what if Black Panther became Star Star Lord instead of Peter Quill? So, like, they, they abduct, quote unquote, abduct T'Challa instead of... Uh, Instead of Peter Quill, um, what if Haley Atwell, uh, Captain or not Captain Marvel, Agent Carter became Captain America, but she became Captain Britain because she's not from America. She's from Britain. So, yeah, like a whole bunch of really interesting stuff in the What If show. Obviously, there was, there was a new trailer for WandaVision because that's coming soon. A lot of announcements for other shows. They're doing the She-Hulk show. They're doing the Moon Knight show. They showed a little bit of the Ms. Marvel show. Just so much volume of stuff. It's impossible to keep track of it all. Oh, no kidding. Like, they actually teased. They they might have teased that because She-Hulk is a courtroom drama. Because that's the thing. She-Hulk, who is Bruce Banner's cousin, she is a lawyer. And they teased that because in the comics, she's a lawyer for other superheroes, that she will not be the only hero character to show up in the courtroom. Right. And everybody's taking that to immediately mean that the Netflix Daredevil is going to show up in She-Hulk because he's a he's a courtroom lawyer in the Marvel Universe. Right. We'll see. I, I think that would be really interesting if he showed up, but... Yeah, I thought one of the weirdest uh, Marvel announcements was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? Yeah. The funny thing is, is like James Gunn made a comment that he's basically making fun of the Star Wars holiday special. Right. So that's his, that's the plan is it's, it's going to be that kind of a, a like th- that's the tone that it's going to have is the Star Wars holiday special. Right. Right. So, but it's, but it's very real. I, I couldn't believe it when I read it. They're also doing, uh, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming. Mm-hmm. I think we all knew that. They're going to do an I Am Groot series of short films about Groot, which, uh, I don't know, is that interesting? I feel like that's kind of interesting. But it's is it Baby Groot or Regular Groot? The, I don't think they indicate it. Just starring Groot. Yeah. So, dialogue will be uh, sparse, perhaps. Yeah, easy paycheck for Vin Diesel. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. One thing I thought was interesting that Black Panther 2, they're not going to recast Chadwick Boseman, Mm -hmm. which is, I think it's a nice, nice gesture. Definitely leaves a lot of questions as to what the hell they're going to do in Black Panther 2, but... uh, I have have my theory. I feel like that his sister is going to become the new Black Panther uh, because like Black Panther is is a title. More yes, than that's right. Yeah, and they've done that in the comics. Like I'm pretty sure because there was for a period of time in the I don't know late maybe 2008 2009 area mm-hmm. where there was a female Black Panther, and I wasn't reading the comics. I just remember the covers because that was during the period of time where Storm of the X Men was uh, Black Panther's wife. There was a time where she left the X Men and and married Black Panther, and she was a regular cast member in in the Black Panther comic, but. Yeah, he retired for a little while and and there was a female Black Panther and I didn't read those comics, but I just assumed that it was his sister based right. off of knowing what I know about the comics now, but or like the, the movies and such. Right. And that's that's the rumors that I've heard as well. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing. But I guess a big question I've got, Mike, is, you know, is all like obviously all the Marvel movies and stuff are quite intertwined. You know, they all kind of lead into the next one and whatever. Are all these miniseries going to tie into the movies as well? Or are they going to kind of be their own side thing like the Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show and that kind of thing? Oh, they're definitely going to tie in. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be required watching if you want to continue following phase five or whatever. Yeah. Because from what I understand, WandaVision leads into Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange movie. Yes. And and uh, the Spider-Man movie. Too. And also and also Captain Marvel, too, because one of the characters who was in Captain Marvel one shows up in WandaVision and will also be in Captain Marvel, two. And also, Ms. Marvel, who is appearing in her TV show, will also be in Captain Marvel too. Yeah. So it's gonna I, it's gonna be required viewing, and especially if the Loki TV show somehow brings back Black Widow. Like, yeah, it's it's gonna be wild, Mike. <laughs> yeah. We were just complaining about there's nothing to watch, and now there's so much stuff to watch. There's, there's too much to watch. But- yeah. I don't know. What what more do you want to talk about here, Mike? There's a whole bunch of like standard Disney movies coming out. Well, there's uh, the there's the Mighty Ducks TV show. Yeah, Mighty with Ducks Emilio TV Estevez show. returning. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. I, I watched the trailer today. I don't think the trailer was actually supposed to be out because that's the thing about this Investor Day thing is apparently what we saw all of the the trailers and stuff wasn't it like. A lot of the shows that we, the peons, got to see of like, here's the title card. 
there mm-hmm. was more shown. Like some of these shows got trailers and one of them was this Mighty Ducks show. And I actually watched the trailer today. And from what I saw, the story is the Mighty Ducks team that Gordon Bombay founded back in the day is become so popular that they are now that pro team that the Mighty oh, Ducks defeated at the actually, end of the first oh movie. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So it's now like the opposite where there's like a team of misfits being put together to fight the Mighty Ducks. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So yeah. So that's, it's, it's, that's what I saw for that. But I mean, like what other Disney, Disney stuff? I was surprised there wasn't any like frozen thing to be honest, but there was the, there's the Buzz Lightyear origin movie. I, I was going to say that was the one I was interested in. Chris Evans is going to voice that one. Yes. Bye bye, Tim Allen. Yeah, I thought it was such a weird choice. But I don't know. I'm, maybe because he was Googling about Karl Marx the other day. That they were like, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's it for you, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I was surprised at the casting on that one. But apparently, from what I've read, is it's not about the toy. It's about the character who inspired the toy. Yes. That's sort of the storyline or something like that. But uh yeah, I don't know. That one looks interesting. There's a Baymax movie, or I said a movie, or is it a miniseries? I can't remember. Either way, I really liked Big Hero 6, so this is uh, obviously a, a sequel or a follow-up or some sort of thing with that. Oh, so it's a series. Sorry, I just saw it, Mike. It's a series. Oh, there you go. But yeah, but there's there's a ton of stuff, Mike. We We have gone so long in this podcast, I don't think we have enough time to list off everything, but all of it is coming. It's going to raise the price of Disney Plus by an entire American dollar a month. But in Canada, it's like $3. <laughs> yes. Well, we get screwed in Canada. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Um, but money- there was something there. Disney is going to release. It's called the, like the star stuff in Disney Plus. Have you heard this? Oh, this is the thing where it's not. It's not going to be in the States, which is shocking because like everything we keep talking about is like, oh, you get it in the States, but you don't get it anywhere else but this sounds like it's going to be the opposite is you don't get it in the states but you get it everywhere else. where this is all of the all of the more adult content that like they've purchased from fox like alien and predator and things like that and it's all hidden behind like this the star thing in the in the corner and the reason that they're not getting it in the states is because all of that stuff is hosted on hulu in the states yes okay that's exactly what I was just looking up. So basically, Canada is getting some Hulu properties. I don't know if they're getting all of them, but they're getting some at least, which is wonderful. Yeah, I'm excited to that for that because I would like to watch some of those Hulu th- exclusive things that, that have been talked about for, for a while. Uh, one thing actually, it's funny talking about Marvel and Hulu is there was a Marvel show on Hulu about a character named Damien Hellstrom, who's not like... You don't know who that is. Did no, you even know no that there was a cartoon, or not a cartoon, but a, a show on Hulu about Damien Hellstrom? No, no. Yeah. Well, that show apparently is ending, and that is the last remnant of Marvel-related properties on other services. So everything is is now going to Disney+. Plus. The only way you can watch any Marvel programming is to watch it on Disney+, Plus because of this show ending. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So, so Mike, I guess before we, we call it a day. Well, no, very oh, quick. Oh, this oh, just oh, reminded oh, sorry, me. Sorry, sorry. This reminded me. Your your star talk reminded me is that there's going to be an alien TV show. Like as in like the movies that you As love. in the movies, oh, the Xenomorph okay, okay. aliens 
they're getting their own TV show. And apparently it's supposed to be on, I think, FX in the States because FX is is now owned by by Disney. Right. And that's, you know, exciting, but I don't get FX. So, I mean, put it on that star thing, please. Like, <laughs> I'll watch it there. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be nice. So, so I, I guess the question I was going to to leave you off with, Mike, is did this just catapult Disney Plus into the must-have streaming service? Did this take over Netflix as the number one guy in town? I feel like if you take something and you stuff it so full of stuff that people already love, it can either lead to enormous success or absolute failure <laughs> there is no in between right like either it's going to it's all going to be great and everyone is going to flock to it or it's going to be terrible and it's going to tank the service because it's going to be that oh i don't want to watch any of that garbage it's, it's that place that's got 15 different star wars series right you know? yeah like, so if you're not a huge star wars slash marvel fan there's nothing in here for you yeah yeah, it'll be interesting to me. I mean, now it's it's a neck and neck race. I think I still give the edge to Netflix because of sort of variety, kind of like you mm-hmm. hinted at. But uh, but damn, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, this is your one two punch, especially in Canada, because now this includes Hulu, essentially. So, yeah, no kidding. Quite a lot to talk about on this episode of the show. This might be the longest episode of the show we've ever done. I was, at this point. I was going to say it's it's getting eerily close. Because like, well, I mean, I guess we'll see when it's all said and done and edited and everything, but very much, very much might be the longest episode of this show that we've ever done. But, uh, oh my God, it's like 10 o'clock. I know. Uh, I'm looking at the clock. It's like, I need to go to bed, Mike. Yeah, man. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, that's what happens when a computer breaks and you got to start recording an hour late. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I think on this note, I was going to say, is there anything else you want to say? But I don't care what you have to say. It's time to end this podcast. No, please put it out of its misery, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) So that is going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful tips or even just what we said was dead wrong. You can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, that was a long, that was a long one there, Mike. Real long.